afternoon and welcome to Vintage Orange here on KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Ellen Bell. This is the show where we talk about Orange County history, uh, past and present, I guess, or connecting the past to the present is a more appropriate way to say it. And uh, today we have... um, something that is is absolutely appropriate for that. Uh, I have a discussion with Sharon Toji, who I spoke with this week. We, uh, Sharon has lived in Irvine a very long time. She is a pioneering resident, actually, of Irvine. She, she and her family were one of the original 250 families who moved to University Park in 1966. And University Park, as you know, was the very first village that was um, developed here by the Irvine Company um, that became the city of Irvine. University Park was uh, the number one, and uh, it was the first. I mean, it was the first... Not only the first village, first high school, first elementary school. I mean, it all really started there. And so Sharon is a wonderful person to talk to about the history of that because she was there. And Sharon was not only just a resident, she was a community organizer. She was a person who came in and kind of got things started and was was part of the original foundations of that community association and and actually even in the city government uh, as they were getting programs together for that. So she's been here a while and she is an excellent person to talk to about the past uh, at University Park. So I'm going to let her tell you the rest of the story. Well, Sharon, thank you so much for being with me today on Vintage Orange. I think uh, your event and what what we're going to be talking about today fits perfectly into the scope of our show. So thanks for being with me today. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. Um, so you have been, uh, you were there right at the beginning of University Park, which was the first village in the what would later become the city of Irvine. So tell me a little bit about when, when did you move here? Well, I moved here in 1966. We bought our house during a driving tropical rainstorm. <laughs> there was literally water coming up over the patio doors of all of the model homes and we were pretty horrified even coming from rainy Portland and asked is it always like this in the winter and we were assured that this was a very unusual 100 year storm of course the next year we also had the same thing again unfortunately but um, it did turn out to be not that frequent you know <laughs> we could use that right now right, we could all use right. It. and um so we we did uh, buy our house and we moved in we came down for spring vacation uh because we had children in school school and slept on the floor in sleeping bags of our newly finished house and then moved in as soon as uh, school was out um in the you know early early summer of 1966 and met other people who had moved in. A lot of people of the first 250 families had moved in if they lived already in the area Mm -hmm. uh, around the 1st of April. That seems to be a popular date when people moved in. Okay. And so you were among the first 250 families? Right. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. wonderful. And and you still live in University Park as well? I still live there in the same house. They've changed my zip code. They've changed my address. Uh, my name has changed. <laughs> and I'm, I'm 50 years older. But your <laughs> but house is the same. You are still in University Park. Our house Park. is the same. Well, 
<laughs> it's a one, been obviously a wonderful place to live. Well, tell me a little bit about because there were only um, that's a very rare image of what we imagine University Park would have been like at that time, and um, it's hard for people living in Irvine now to imagine it. So take me back. What was it like being among those pioneering residents? You know, it was a lot like living in a very small town. I had grown up in a very, very small um, town in eastern Oregon, um, and it was a lot like that, particularly for the children. Uh, People now who are, you know, 50 years old and who remember growing up in Irvine talk about it as being one of the most wonderful possible places to grow up, and I I felt that way about it. Mm-hmm. Um, kids could roam all over. They would climb up around Turtle Rock. Um, they went hiking. They could watch cattle drives. Literally, <sighs> the Irvine Ranch had real cowboys mm-hmm. that rode on horses every spring and drove cattle right where the 405 freeway is now, Um, asparagus fields, orange trees, um, but kids could really safely roam all over, ride their bikes, hike, they played kick the can in the summer, Mm -hmm. Uh, they played tag at dusk, you know, Um, it was just a wonderful, free, open place to grow up where our doors were open, we hardly ever locked them, and kids just went seamlessly uh, back and forth from one household um, to the other. We we finally had to put a rationing on uh, (laughs) fruit and milk. We had a large family, so we had milk delivered from Ador Farms in a spigot and the rest of the kids in the neighborhood thought it was wonderful they could come over after school and raid the Cercello's kitchen for oh glasses my. of milk and fruit. I it, was I was sharing Cercello back then, and people still call me Mrs. Cercello, and that's <laughs> fine with me. Well, it <laughs> so. sounds just so idyllic and lovely, and... Um, just that kind of romantic idea of being able to be out in the country. And and yet Irvine was not just, uh, it was definitely intentionally planned and um, an experiment kind of of a, of a sort. Um, experiment in creating the, the perfect master planned community where everything would be orderly and all that you need would be provided for you. Now I know in the very beginning, um, there that w- it took a while to get that going. What was it like as far as uh, shopping and schools and things like that when you when you first came to University Park? Well, first, actually, nothing was provided for us <laughs> in terms of a community, and I had become um, a community organizer in uh, New York City where I had lived for three years and then in Portland as a a faculty wife um, and had even taught community organization for the Peace Corps for Reed College where uh, my husband and I graduated and where where I was a faculty wife at the time. And so when I came, I looked around and said, you know, We have all of the makings here of a community, and we have people, but we don't have anything else. So I would just walk around and put notes in everybody's door and say, come on over to my house, and I would have brownies uh, from the joy of cooking. (laughs) My my brother-in-law was one of the joy of cooking sons, and so I was... uh, 
would bake their famous brownies. And the Irvine Company eventually gave me a beautiful big chrome coffee pot because of this. And I would have coffee and brownies. And one by one, we organized everything. Uh, we had a summer program for children. We started the first swim team. Um, there was... Uh, Oh gosh, we brought the bookmobile. We Before had the, the first library, Mother's right? March of yes. Dimes. Yeah, we we brought. Uh, we had um, Mrs. Latanzia, who had been a nursery school administrator, and we worked with the Irvine Company to get them to give her land so that um, inexpensively, and she built the Village Montessori School, which is still still there today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we banded together to get. Uh, the Irvine Company to build our community center, which they had promised us, but then we're backing down on. Um, oh, we had everything from Easter egg hunts to luau's for the adults, uh, Halloween parties, <laughs> uh, you name it. Yeah. We organized it, and a lot of it in my living room. Well, <laughs> and, um, all with just little hand. <laughs> hand-carried notes, you know. Um, For shopping, everybody had to get in the car and drive to Tustin or drive to Costa Mesa or drive to Newport Beach until the the Alpha Beta came in. And uh, I even have a picture of my some of my children and others in the neighborhood with little golden shovels, you know, turning over the first. Sure. So, well, that's the thing about the Irvine story, I think, of these early villages, and certainly you can see that in University Park, is that the Irvine Company came in with the planners and they, you know, graded the land and had the plan and and set it all up with the infrastructure, but it really took the pine, it was a it was the residents that came that really brought the city to life. You know, right. it was the people that came in like yourself and your neighbors that, that yes, we had the houses, we had the streets, you know, but now how do we make this a, a home? How do we make this a neighborhood? And exactly. um, so I think that's the wonderful story of these early villages is that it was, was the community effort. And I know that the Irvine Company was very anxious to support that because they figured this would be a way to kind of get these neighborhoods off the ground, you know, so that they would grow and flourish. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's interesting to me that this model, I think, carried all the way through the city of to the city of Irvine, even becoming incorporated, these community associations that you've mentioned. Would you agree? Yes. And uh, we were, uh, those of us who did that early organizing, um, actually, when the city came into being, and we were very active in that campaign, as a matter of fact, we then formed a lot of the first groups. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I was appointed by the new city council to head up the first summer um, recreation program for the city, and we brought the famous pink bus that a lot of a lot of people still talk about today you can see mentions on some of these sites about Irvine saying do you remember the pink bus <laughs> now, I remember the pink bus tell me about the pink bus <laughs> pink bus was part of that idea that kids uh, who didn't drive back then and, and everybody didn't have a car mm-hmm. the way they, you know, a lot of them do now um, would have a way during the summer to ride to the beach to ride to the you know south coast plaza and to get beyond the community a little bit. So we brought in the pink bus, 
and it left at various times and it would drive to the beach for instance and kids could um, take it free of charge and go down there and then catch it and come back so it opened up uh, the larger community to yeah. the teenagers so that they were didn't have to um, entertain themselves by breaking sprinklers right. <laughs> so a teen shuttle that's perfect Brilliant, actually, and it, I could see how people would remember that fondly. So you've seen a lot of changes in Irvine, obviously, over the f- last 50 s- years or so. And what would you say, um, I mean, are there things, obviously the differences I think we all can see around us, but what are the mm-hmm. things that you think are the same? Do you do you recognize University Park as, as a similar place to what it was in 1966? I think that we have lost a lot of the sense of community. People are very, very busy now. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot provided now also. We've got, you know, Little League and Soccer League. Right. There's a uh, there's a tendency, of course, you know, I'm, I'm old-fashioned. I think uh, people over-organize their children. <laughs> uh, I had Guilty. seven children, and um, certainly they, yeah, they had um, dance lessons and music lessons and they were in sports and so I suppose they were organized to a certain extent but they could also go out in the green belt and toss the ball around mm-hmm. and nobody thought it was strange and now somebody might think they were being neglected if you let anybody <laughs> under the age of 12 out of the house. Without a you cell know, phone a company, or a GPS. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think that there's a lot less opportunity for that that kind of um, free form of people getting together Mm -hmm. and we're you know we're trying to uh, do something about that as much as possible we're we're having some things in our community I'm sure other communities do too but I wish I wish we could have more of it because I think people when they do get together I had an international potluck for instance and it was very well attended and people enjoyed it so much and they enjoyed uh, tasting the food that people we had Indian food Mm -hmm. Chinese food Persian food Polish food, Hungarian food. I mean, it was amazing what people showed up with. And uh, people just had a roaring good time sitting and meeting people who lived in the very next street. And they had not known these people existed. And, you know, so I think that there's a yearning there for human contact. But we're just all so busy that unless somebody facilitates it for us, maybe it doesn't happen. Well, I think that, um, and what I wanted to ask you about next is, it's a perfect transition, I think, is that sense of community, and I I totally agree that it doesn't need to be anything fancy or high-tech. It's really just as simple as getting your neighbors together. And, and, um, you know, the, the first neighborhoods that came into these villages all came at the same time, a lot of them. And so it was, there was that instant you know camaraderie and now people have kind of transitioned in and out and so maybe you know it takes a little more effort to establish that community so let's talk about what you're doing this summer because i think it's a really exciting program what what you all are organizing there um in university park but really for the entire city of irvine tell me about irvine 50 well 
It's based on the idea that University Park, the village of University Park, and a little bit more specifically what we call Village 1, Village 2, mm -hmm. and Chancellor Homes, which was the first component of about a thousand, almost a thousand homes, started its move-in process in 1966. So it's been 50 years. Hmm. And I came when I was 30 years old, and guess what? I'm 80 oh, this month. Happy <laughs> <So>, birthday! <laughs> yeah, I'm, That's I'm, wonderful. You know, I've transitioned uh, that 50-year period right, right along with the uh, community. And um, the 50th year seemed like a really good year to commemorate what I'm calling the Irvine Pioneer Residence. Mm -hmm. um, we know there were people here before, and we, we, we want to invite them as well if there are people who lived out in the ranch or people from LTA, uh, lighter than air in case anybody didn't <laughs> ever know what LTA meant, yep. uh, or, or El Toro. We had kids, military kids in, in schools there. Um, all of those people are are very welcome as well, and we hope they'll show up as well. But um, I'm thinking kind of of about a 10-year period uh, up through the, the mid-late 70s mm -hmm. when Irvine was really becoming established as a residential community. And um, so um, there were a lot of communities that came uh, after ours, there's the Village Park community that's kind of right next door, mm -hmm. uh, extending on out into to now the whole, what we call the Village of University Park. There's Park West Apartments across the street, the first apartment complex. Um, you know, I mean, I could go on Yeah, and, on. and this Turtle would include Rock, Turtle Rock and Rancho San Joaquin and, and yeah. yeah, Culverdale and yeah. then up to College yeah. Park and up to that right. northern part of Irvine as well. Yeah, Woodbridge, of course, mm -hmm. is another example. And all of those were pioneer communities within kind of that 10, 10-ish year mm -hmm. range. And um, everybody is invited, people who are just history buffs, people who moved here yesterday <laughs> and would like to experience something about what Irvine was like and maybe would like to revive some of the things that I think were the really good things or keep mm -hmm. some of the things that were the good things that I fear are being destroyed because of lack of understanding about them. Um, so what we're doing is we're getting together for a three-day period, July 29th through the 31st, for what we're calling the homecoming. That's wonderful. And what we hope is that people will come from all over the United States, any place where they've alighted now, who spent some of their early years in Irvine, and come back and see us now, uh, reconnect with some old friends. Uh, we have a teacher, Mrs. Kessler, who's <laughs> in her 90s and who still lives in the same house in University Park. Oh, and I've had goodness. people say, oh, I want to see Mrs. Kessler. And her son tells me, Miss, my mom would love to come to something and see some of her old students. That's wonderful. And, so, and, you know, we have other teachers who were early teachers in the community. So there's just, um, I'm hoping we can get some of the groups together. We've got uh, Dan Trevino is still around. I'm 
I should be, here's a shout out to Dan Trevino. Dan, we need you. We need you to get some of your madrigals together or some of the kids who performed in MAME or uh, some of those high water marks during that time. And uh, we'd like to we'd like to hear some of the old groups play from Maybe University High School. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or have a DJ who would play some of those old uh, pieces that we used to like to dance so, to and the kids dance to. So, what is um, your event? Will it be taking place? Are you um, tell me about the three days? What events will be happening? Well, so far, we, the city is being great about providing us with a lot of venues at University Community Park which is right next to University Park Library Mm -hmm. and near University Park School, which is the first elementary school, and just down the road from Rancho, the first middle school, Mm -hmm. and, of course, University High School, the first high school that opened during that time. And uh, we have the craft room where we want to have an art exhibit. Anybody who either grew up in Irvine and became an artist or who was an artist back then... Um, we want to have some of your works on display. Or if there are some uh, paintings or drawings of Irvine back in those days, Mm -hmm. that's another kind of thing that we could display. We're having a photo exhibit that's set up in the University Community Center, um, which uh, the Community Association has graciously said that we can have for that three-day period. Um, we'd like to have some kind of something I'm calling a talent show, for want of a better word right now. Uh, anybody who can pull an act together, uh, uh, you know, maybe Will Ferrell would come. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Somebody needs to tell him about this. Absolutely. Uh, well, so, it, it sounds like just one of those lovely community-centered events that used to happen in Irvine quite regularly, you right, know, where you right. just get people together and... Um, they, you know, they all bring their lawn chairs out and uh, barbecue right. and share and all of that. Are you going to be having an actual, um, like We're a going dinner to event? We're having a big community picnic okay. on Saturday. The city has okayed that. And what they've okayed, we talked about how to provide food for people who might come from out of town and wouldn't be able to bring a picnic basket. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to allow us to have food trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, alongside the park so that people can either purchase uh, food at the food trucks or anybody who wants to bring their own, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, can bring their own picnic. And one of the things that I'd like to see, kind of borrowed from um, the reunions I go to every year at Reed College, which are great week-long reunions, kind of unlike, I'm sure, any other college reunion in the world. But we always have this great, fun parade where we divide up by class years but I thought we could divide up by streets or by neighborhoods or by school you know Uh however people thought they wanted to do it and we just have this fun parade with kazoos (laughs) uh, (laughs) if anybody has drums or whatever you know um, and we start at one end and just wind through and all of the other people the family members and uh, people who aren't part of it you know stand there and clap 
it's just a great, fun way to kind of get together for a few minutes with people that you had connections with back in the day. It sounds and, lovely. It sounds vintage old Irvine to me. And I think right. it sounds like, how can people, are you looking for volunteers or can people we get involved looking, in this? We are looking for volunteers. I cannot do this by myself, and furthermore, I don't want to. I love working with other people, and I would love to hand off as many of these things as possible. Right now, for instance, I've had one volunteer who has donated 300 key rings. Uh, We have lovely key rings with our logo. We have a logo. Um, you can go on our website, which is uh, Irvine50 with the number 50.com. Mm-hmm. Very simple and easy to get to. We have a Facebook page mm-hmm. at Irvine50 um, Facebook. And we have an email address, which is Irvine50 spelled out because somebody already took the number. <laughs> so it's Irvine50 spelled out at gmail.com. So all of those ways to connect, and um, on the uh, web web address, you'll see on the second page some possible different, um, you know, volunteer activities. I have some people who are ready to meet as soon as we can get two or three more people uh, who would like to meet with them. Uh, so there's lots of stuff to do. I want somebody organizing the art exhibit. Uh, the city is donating easels and all those things that we need. So we're in really good shape. We just we need the art. We all need right. the artists. You all know? right. Well, I think this is this is definitely something that that I'll be focusing on again before we get to July um, because I I wholeheartedly support what you're doing. I I've lived in Irvine. I'm a Woodbridge resident, and I lived in Irvine for 30 years now, and have mm-hmm. enjoyed the benefits of raising my kids here and and experiencing the family atmosphere and a wonderful neighborhood that we that we've been fortunate to live in and I just think these kinds of celebrations need to be shared and continued and so I wholeheartedly thank you Sharon I I just think that here you are you say you're turning 80 this month and you are still this community organizer extraordinaire you're still at the forefront of it and I just I appreciate that I congratulate you on that and and it's a it's a value you're a treasure here to the city so thank you Well, thank you so much, and come on, everybody, let's get busy and make this the best ever 50 years we can, uh, and hope that we'll have another one 50 years from now. I I wholeheartedly agree. Thank you, Sharon. I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Well, you heard her. She has given you the challenge, Irvine. Uh, Let's get involved uh, this July 29th through 31st this summer. It's going to be the Irvine Homecoming, and it's all of Irvine pioneering residents, not just from University Park, even though I think it will be centered kind of around the University Park clubhouse area, but by no means is it just for those residents. If you you came to Irvine in the beginning, please come, share, get involved. And if you're new to Irvine, if you just want 
want to find out what it was like back then when people first moved here, by all means, get involved. Um, this is going to be an old-fashioned community event. This is not a big master plan corporate affair. It's a neighborhood thing. And so I think if you want to find out what life in Irvine, what makes it so special, I would definitely get involved. Check out her website, www.irvine550.com, and get involved. That's another great way to be able to experience a little bit of Irvine history. So for Vintage Orange, um, I am Ellen Bell. Thank you so much for check, uh, hanging out with me this afternoon. And if you want to check out this podcast or, or future former shows, excuse me, please check out my website, www.vintageorangekuci.blogspot.com. Or you can always look on the KUCI.org website to find it there as well. So thanks again, and I will see you next week.